Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. On today's episode, we're diving into how you can banish heartbreak, how to heal from your heartbreak and get over your sad story. Let go of your pain so that you can start feeling good again. So, how do you do this? How do you banish heartbreak? Now, heartbreak is an emotional pain, although it's interesting, isn't it, that it feels like a real physical pain inside us. So how do you shift this? Because if you hold on to your heartbreak, recently I had a client who split up from her boyfriend over three years ago, and she's still absolutely crippled by the heartbreak she's experiencing. She still wakes up in the morning and it's the first thing she thinks about when she's going to bed at night. She lies awake and as she's falling asleep, she has flashbacks still about all the amazing moments they shared together. Those magic moments, those happy times, they whirl around and around and around in her head. Does this sound familiar to you? Let's be honest. Are you doing this? Is this happening? So that at night, it's really hard to sleep. And when you do fall asleep, you wake up thinking about them. If this is you, then you're in the right place because this episode is packed full of tips and techniques that you can use right now to banish your heartbreak. Now, the first one we're going to start with today is how to take off your rose-tinted glasses. Because if you're honest with yourself, when you think about your ex, we all do this, we romanticize about how good the relationship was. If you're stuck in heartbreak, you will be doing this. You will be fixating on the things that were great, the things that were your first true love experiences, maybe. Maybe it will be the little things that lit you up like a Christmas tree that your partner did for you. It's human nature when you split up from someone that you truly loved to think about all those great, wonderful, happy moments that you had and see them from the point of view that you're not going to have them anymore. All the things that you're missing out on, because what you're thinking about and focusing on is all the good times. So, of course, that triggers a lot of feeling of loss, of pain. That's where the heartbreak comes from. If, for example, you were like another client of mine who was happy to get rid of her husband, she did not want to be married to him, and he'd been caught out having an affair with somebody she knew. Now, instead of being heartbroken, she was relieved. Now, there were a lot of other challenges she had with the breakup because their lives were so entwined, but her heart was not broken because she was very much focused on everything that had gone wrong in the relationship. Now, this is a very powerful tool to use. Now, you may remember from previous episodes where I talk about dialing down the emotions, dialing down those negative emotions that control you. Well, that's exactly what we're going to do here. And how you do it is you shift your focus from those positive memories onto the things that annoyed you, 
the things that really frustrated you, that really got on your nerves, the things, for example, they might be small, like dropping their clothes on the floor, or they might be big, like treating you badly or being rude to you. But whatever it was, I want you to focus on those and write a list of everything that upset you or hurt you or irritated you about the relationship. And when you've got that list, that's what I want you to focus on when your heart starts to hurt, that real heartbreak feeling where in the morning you wake up and it's the first thing you think about what you're missing from them not being in your life anymore. Replace that thought with that list of everything that used to irritate you. What can you do now in the morning that you could never have done when they were there? You can sleep starfish in the bed for a start. So what else can you do? What else can you jump up out of bed, use the shower without having to queue? You don't have to organize your time or prepare breakfast for somebody else. Try and flip it onto the positive side so that you can really start to shift your focus onto the things that are going to make a massive difference for you. Okay, so by shifting your focus from those positive memories onto the negative ones, it will help dial down those negative controlling emotions and start to get rid of the heartbreak for you. Now, we're going to stack this tool with a lot of other tools in this episode. So make notes coming up because there's going to be more stuff that you can use. But the important thing to remember before we move on is that you don't need to trash any of those positive memories. You know, your wedding day, a special moment, a family occasion, something that happened that was magical, maybe the birth of your child, those memories will always be special and they'll always be magic moments for you. So keep those. Don't tarnish them. Don't try and see them in a different way. When you were there in the moment, that was magical for you. And it's still magical now when you look back on it. But put those in a box for now and keep them untarnished and keep them there as keepsakes because we can't trash our past. It's really important that we don't live in regret and we don't think that we have wasted our life. I had a client recently who told me she wasted her life with her ex-partner. But the truth is you learn so much from being with that person. We all grow and develop during relationships. We learn things that we love about ourselves. And we also develop new skills. We grow in confidence in certain areas. Yeah, all those things are positives to take away from it. You wouldn't be who you are today without your ex, okay? And you're going to learn some important lessons in this episode so that you can move forward more positively and benefit from those lessons you've learned. Okay, so another tool that you can use, and it's really important, okay, is to stop telling your sad story. Now, when I say sad, I'm not trying to take away from the pain that you experience because I know how painful that can be. And I know that many of your stories are really, really, truly sad. But the reason I'm saying this is because every time you retell your story, it reconnects you with all those negative emotions. So what we want to do is distance yourself from that. I had a client who turned up at my clinic. She had come for her first coaching session. She'd never been to me before. So it was her first session. And it happened that she had a friend that lived in my local area. So before she came to my clinic, she'd arranged to meet up with this friend and have lunch with her. Now, by the time she'd arrived at mine and I opened the front door, she was standing there sobbing hysterically. She was absolutely in pieces. So obviously I invited her in and I got her a box of tissues. She took her shoes off and she curled up on the sofa in my clinic. 
And she said, you know what, Sarah, I was really feeling more positive before I came to you. When I spoke to you on the phone last week, I was all guns are blazing, feeling stronger and coaching with you was what I wanted to take me forward. And she explained to me that she has a friend that lives in the area who she hasn't seen for a very long time. So she arranged to meet her for lunch to catch up. And obviously she'd gone into detail about the breakdown of her marriage, how upsetting it was, the affair, and all those negative emotions had come flooding back to the point where she was absolutely hysterical, sobbing and sobbing. Now, I calmed her down and we started to talk about what had happened she quickly realized that actually by telling her story, which was very sad, by the way, it had triggered so many memories for her that it had taken her back in time. She found herself incapable of stopping this wave of negative emotions that was all consuming for her and had resulted in her feeling so upset and devastated all over again. Now, guys, this is why it's so important to be consciously aware of how many times you tell your sad story. You, know, you may think you only do it three or four times a day, but actually in reality, I'm sure it's going to be more than that if you honestly counted it up. In fact, I've given my clients homework to go away and do that. And it's blown their minds at how many times they do actually talk about it, tell the story to someone, or even just think about it a day. So all the tools that I share with you in my Heartbreak to Happiness podcast are designed to take your unconscious behaviors that we run, our coping strategies, if you like, to being conscious strategies that you use so you can take control of them so that you can harness the power of that and start feeling good again. So by stopping telling your sad story, you're not going to be reconnecting to those negative emotions. Now, I know it's super easy when you go out, for example, to the hairdressers, classic with hairdressers. You sit down in the chair, you're going to be there for a while, right? So they say, how are you? And then you get into the, well, what's happened next and catch up on all the gossip. Now that will entail you telling the story, giving the latest update, as it might do to friends, as it might do to family members, maybe the butcher, maybe other people you know in your high street, they maybe you chat to from time to time. Now, I'm not saying that you can't share your story and have those connections with people. It is important. But what I'm saying is it will keep you stuck on heartbreak. If you're still feeling heartbroken, then this will be an area that is keeping you stuck. So a good solution to this is just to pick two or three really close good friends or family members that you can share the story with and give them the regular updates. And then with the other people in your life, replace the sad story with new exciting things that you're doing in your life that are about moving forward. So can you see how replacing the story with something that is exciting, something that makes you smile? Maybe it's something you're just thinking about doing and you want to ask their opinion. Or maybe it's something they might have done before, so you want to know more about it. But just by changing the dynamic of that conversation, it's going to open up so many more positive outcomes for you rather than keeping you stuck. Another technique that I'm well known for is not to use your ex's full name. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if their name, for example, is Robert or Rachel, say, then I don't want you using the full name because names have so much emotion attached to them, okay? It will be almost like if you see somebody else and you meet them and they say, oh, my name is it's Robert or Rachel or whatever your ex's name is, it will instantly remind you of them, okay? 
with your ex, there's going to be so much depth attached to a name, okay? It's going to trigger lots of different emotions. So what we want to do is shrink that name down and just use the first initial. So with Robert and Rachel, it will be R. Now, I'm not talking big caps R. I'm talking teeny weeny, small little R, okay? Teeny weeny. Now, whether you're speaking or you're typing, you replace your ex's name with R. Now, I can't tell you how powerful this technique really is when you try it out for yourself, okay? Now, if you're communicating with friends or maybe advisors that are helping you through the divorce, just let them know not to use the name. Yet let them know that you will only be referring to your ex as R or whatever the, the first letter of your ex's name is, okay? So say it's R, then when you're typing, it's a small R. When you're talking in a conversation, you just refer to them as R. Now, what that does is it dials down the negative intensity of that name immediately and makes you feel more in control of your emotions because it's not triggering any negative emotions at that point. So shrink the name down, take the first letter and make it a small letter and use that whenever you're typing, writing, speaking about your ex, that's their new name. Try it and let me know what you think, because that is an extremely powerful, simple, easy to use technique. When you're stuck in heartbreak and you're struggling to put one foot in front of the other, it's super important that you plan your days, that you're not left for hours on end wallowing in self-pity and reminiscing about your ex. We've already discussed about how we're going to switch the positive reminiscing to the negative reminiscing. Tick, done. We're going to shrink down their name. We're going to stop telling your sad story. But now we need to get you busy. You can't sit around wallowing. So where you are finding yourself stuck just thinking about your ex and feeling heartbroken, those are the times that I need you to do something. I need you to take control and distract yourself, okay? So maybe you want to write a diary to get your feelings out. Maybe you find that cathartic and writing will help. Maybe you want to get up and do something completely different. Maybe you want to go for some exercise. Maybe you want to put on a movie that's going to completely distract you from your ex. But again, during heartbreak, it's really important that you shift your focus away from your ex. Please note that I don't want you following them on social media. Okay, this is the biggest mistake you can make because it will reinforce those negative emotions over and over again. It is really like picking a scab, guys. If you are following them on social media, you're going to see them moving on with their life. You're going to see them doing things where they are, who they're with. Now, this will be extremely upsetting whether they've moved on or not. Social media is all about best foot forward. You're not going to see the tears behind the scenes. You're not going to see if they're upset. But what you will see is them moving on and doing things without you. So please, please, please unfriend, delete, unlink, whatever it is, whichever channel, stop hurting yourself. I call it social media self-harming because really that's what it is. You're watching them and it hurts to see what they're doing. So whilst you're in this heartbreak situation, I want you to detach yourself from that. Now, if you're going to find that hard, ask a friend to come over and ask them to press the unfriend button. You know, you can always come back to them later when you move on. And if you decide that you want them back in your life as a friend, then you can always re-invite them back into your social media. But for right now, I want to protect you. I want you to feel safe. 
Now, I understand this can be difficult because there's a lot of you that wants to hang on to them. But I promise you, once you start stacking these tools and shifting your focus away from them, it will start to tip that balance so you can start to feel good again. You get control back over those emotions that are keeping you stuck and focused on them. So please, social media, self-harming, please stop it. Stop following them. If there are friends, and I need you to be really honest with yourself because there may be friends of yours that follow them. There may be friends of yours that if you go onto their page, you can see what your ex is doing. Now, you know that this is true and you know who those friends are. And if you're honest with yourself, you may also admit that this is something you do. Come on, it's human nature. We all do this sometimes. We want to see what someone's doing. So we go on someone's page and have a look. It's normal. However, that is still social media self-harming because it's hurting you. Now, I hear you saying, Sarah, I'm not going to unfriend all my friends. No, I understand that can be a tricky situation. But for those friends who are still connected with your ex, it's time for a break. This is not a permanent break. It's just a short-term break. So you can do this amicably. You can do it in a friendly way. Just let them know that actually being friends with them at the moment is hurting you a bit because you know they're still connected to your ex and you can see what's going on. And just for the moment, whilst you're healing and moving on with your life, you're just going to unfriend for a short while and then you'll be back on soon. Now, if they're true friends, then they will obviously support you in this and be fine with it. So please don't be worried about doing it. Just step up and press the button because it's really important we protect you from being hurt from what you're seeing on social media. I know how devastating heartbreak can be. And I understand that it feels like it's all consuming and the ripple effect goes across your whole life, your work, maybe your parenting, your friendships, other family members. It can affect everything. By using these simple tools that I've shared with you today, you will be able to dial down and banish that heartbreak so you can move forward and start to feel good again. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one coaching with Sarah Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sarah's gift. Then join us on the next episode.